You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hey, I'm Molly Stewart, Twisties Treat of the Year, and you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is a leading glamour porn site for exclusively lesbian and girl-girl content. Since starting my journey with Twisties, I have shot some incredible scenes with some of the best girls, making some truly amazing fantasies come to life. For 18 years, they have featured the biggest names in the industry, recently rebranding to exclusively female content. Twisty stays focused on raising the bar of what modern porn looks like, while highlighting the up-and-coming talent of our generation. Their Treats of the Month and now Treat of the Year give viewers a taste of what their favorite girls are like under the wrapper. My journey since being their Treat of the Month in January of 2018 has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for the future. To unwrap the hottest treats and mouthwatering scenes, visit twisties.com and find them on Twitter at twisties and Instagram at twisties treats. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Now, if the idea of watching your partner have sex with somebody else turns you on, or even if you're just curious about this, you're going to love my guest today. She is the original slutty suburban Texas hot wife who turned her real life kink into a career that launched her into the 0.06 top percent of OnlyFans. Let's welcome to the show, Holly Hotwife. Thanks Hi. for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, first off, I just want to say your name's awesome. Thank you. Holly's great name. Yeah. Um, I know every Holly I know is a spectacular person. My so. husband actually came up with it. Really? Yeah. So Holly's not your real name. No. Okay. Well, it was a good choice. Yes. I'm just saying. He, he, he chose well. <laughs> so um, not everybody knows what hot wifing is, but it is a lifestyle. So let's start off by having you explain to people what exactly we're talking about when we're talking hot wife. So a hot wife is, a, it has to do with a married couple, husband and a wife, um, and the husband encourages and um, really wants her to go out and have naughty fun with, you know, other people, girls, guys do, you know, naughty dares and just kind of be as, uh, sexually promiscuous as possible. Um, all while having, you know, consent from him, my husband, uh, we keep in, you know, very good communication. There is a cuck holding situation or a stag situation, which is the guy's part. Um, my husband is a stag. He's not a cuckold. So the cuckold part is the more, uh, kind of demeaning, kind of holding it from him to turn him on. Some guys really like that. 
um, for me to go out or for the hot wife to go out and have sex with someone and not tell them until like, they're just going to, you know, burst, you mm-hmm. know, often um, making them and, watch the scene. Exactly. Yeah. And, and kind of holding it like against them or, uh, more of the demeaning part, the stag, which is my husband. Um, he is, he just loves to hear about it. So I'll go off and do my, my, you know, naughty sex driven, you know, wild fantasy thing. And then whenever I go back, I call it coming home. Some call it like reclaiming him and I have the most passionate wild sex after because we'll watch a video of what I've done or we'll talk about what I've done and it really turns him on and um he likes like the edging experience so the whole time I'm gone he's like it's in his head and he's just fantasizing about you know what could be happening and then whenever I get home it's you know the the coming home part is like the reclaiming the uh the wife Mm-hmm. So that's what a hot wife is. Wow. Yeah. And is this the, is your husband the first person that you've had this kind of relationship he with? Yes. Yeah. And so how did that start? Like, was that something that he had always fantasized about? You had always fantasized so about? So it really started about, um, like the lifestyle. Uh, I didn't really know what the lifestyle was. I was always kind of a promiscuous teenager. Um, I actually got pregnant and married at 18 years old and was married for 10 years and like had three kids and never even knew about any of that, but from like 15 to 18, I was promiscuous and just had a lot of fun, like exploring my sexuality. I was, uh, into like lesbian relationships and then, you know, the rest were just friends and boyfriends and stuff like that. Um, and then whenever I first met my husband, our first night, uh, seven years ago on like the 27th of this month, actually, um, it'll be our seven year anniversary. That first night we actually ended up having a foursome with another couple, total accidental. Like he didn't set it up. It just kind of happened. And it was our first date. So like at the, the next day, cause we slept, you know, together that night with the other couple in the morning, I was like, can we do this all the time? Like if we, if we start dating, can we do this all the time? And he was like, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's boundaries and stuff that, you know, we need to go over, but, uh, that's, he's, he was in the lifestyle before. Right. And I just thought that I was just sleeping with all my friends really. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he introduced me to it. And ever since our first date, we've been, um, you know, pretty much hot wifing. Yeah. So how did you guys, you said that there's gotta be boundaries and stuff like that. Can you explain how that works? Yeah. So, um, you know, he would, you know, say a fantasy or I would say something that I really wanted him to do or, or for me to do and ask if it was like, okay. And in his eyes and if it would make him feel weird, or he would ask me to do something, if it would make me feel weird or if I really liked it. Um, so you just kind of like, it's a lot of communication, a lot of honesty, just a lot of trust and, uh, verbally speaking out your fantasies and you just, um, see if the other person is okay with it. And you, there's always going to be, you know, bumps and, uh, things like that down the road, but you just kind of like talk it out and see where everyone is comfortable and you just go on from there and you just grow, grow, grow. Right. Now, does he go off and sleep with other women without you? He's well, he's allowed. He doesn't do it as much as I do because I'm not like the, um, we, how do you explain it? He would much rather me do what I do. He would much rather have me there. He has done it before, but it's very, very, uh, like less often than, than I do. Um, it's just the fantasy that he has for me, Mm -hmm. he is allowed. And he, you know, as long as he communicates what he's doing and, uh, you know, it doesn't, 
uh, step on any boundaries that we have, then yeah, he's totally allowed to do that. Um, we, we like more of a group setting whenever he's involved in the mix, Mm -hmm. uh, especially because we're in the lifestyle. Right. Um, so he, he likes me there watching and I love to watch him. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) now I'm sure, as you know, most people can't imagine the idea of allowing or definitely being into their partner, having sex with other people. Why do you guys feel like that works for you? Uh, I really think it just depends on personalities. We don't really have uh, like jealousy issues or insecurities. Whenever I first met him, I had a lot of insecurities just from my um, my marriage of 10 years. It was uh, abusive and uh, my ex-husband was a narcissist and he really just put me down and made me feel like I had no self-worth, no value. And whenever I met uh, Vincent, he just built me up. He made me feel like a queen and that I was worth something finally, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, it just got to a point where there's, there's just like a respect, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have spoken to other people who are in the same kind of lifestyle situation, you know, whether it be the cuckolding thing, like you mentioned, where the guy likes to actually watch Mm -hmm. his wife get fucked by other men or the hot wifing situation where he just wants to hear about it. And from what I've been told, the idea is less around like wanting to, cause some people think it's like only a degrading thing. Like right. you just want to be put down because like this guy can satisfy your wife and you can't. Right. But from some of the people that I've spoken to, it's actually more about the idea that like their wife is so beautiful and hot and desirable that all these other people want them. And one guy even said to me that like, he's like, my wife is so gorgeous and sexy. Like, why wouldn't I want to share her with other people? It's almost like you want to take other people, you buy this like hot car and you want to take other people for a ride in your car because you're like, you have to check my car out. Yeah. That's what he says all the time. He goes, I have a porn star for a wife. Not not, like even before I was a porn star, Mm -hmm. he would always say, I have the hottest woman in the world. Why would I not want to share? And he he likened it to like, uh, he said a car one time and then he was like, you know, I have this cool like Lego set. Why wouldn't I want to like, you know, show it to my boys, you know? <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's the same. It's not the degrading aspect. It's like, look what I have. And it's kind of the trophy thing or whatever, mm-hmm. but it fulfills his fantasies. It fulfills mine. So there's nothing like disrespectful about it. And, um, it's very, it's comfortable to us. You know, you mentioned that he, your current husband, Vincent has really built you up where your previous husband really kind of cut you down. Do you think the part of that aspect is the fact that like he wants to share you with other men. Has that brought you confidence that like he thinks you're so gorgeous that he wants other men to have sex with you. And then other men also find you attractive. Is that part of it? You think it kind of is part of it. But like I said, like whenever I was 15 to 18, I had, I I had a very good Mm self-esteem. Like I, I, I knew what I had. Um, uh, I don't know if, you know, we haven't really touched on the subject, but uh, at the age of 15, I was raped and mm-hmm. um, I wanted to take the power back. Mm-hmm. And so when after that had happened from, you know, after that happened, then 15 to 18 years old, um, I was like, you know what, uh, instead of being like really upset about it and, um, you know, instead of it creating turmoil, I kind of like made it into a power. Mm-hmm. I was like, now it's my decision. And now I, now it did make me a promiscuous slut, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had that before. Uh, I met my ex-husband. I mm-hmm. had that self-confidence and then I totally lost it in those 10 years with him. Mm-hmm. And then now, whenever I met my now husband, uh, he brought that back into me mm-hmm. and, um, it, it is what I used to be. So, uh, it's not so much that I, 
uh, created that with him. It's like I lost it for those 10 years. And then he just brought that back and built me back up to where I was. Um, And probably even more. So, yeah. Do you think that um, this kind of like sexual lifestyle um, makes your relationship stronger in a way? It does. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, there's so much communication. There's so much honesty and trust. You know, we can pretty much talk about anything. Um, oh, I say pretty much. We, we talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes it takes a little, like, pushing, you know, and, like, trying to get it out of each other. Because everybody has, they want to have this individuality, you know, and they, some things are kept secret for that individual individuality. But there's also this, I have a best friend, a husband, a teammate, you know, we're parents together, like, all of this stuff you share that so that you can grow, grow, grow. If we're stagnant in our relationship, we're not doing anything. If we're taking, you know, back steps, we're not doing anything. You, The moment you open your mouth and confess like a fantasy, um, it, it, you're taking a step forward and that's mm-hmm. how our relationship grows. Yeah. I mean, from my experience of talking to so many swingers and even like psychologists who've studied swingers and swinger lifestyles, it just seems like that, kind of forced level of communication has just been so beneficial for the relationship because in so many relationships, you know, there's so much shame around sex and people are afraid to talk about sex to each other. They're afraid to talk about what they want. Um, You know, so often the husband or the wife will have fantasies that they don't feel that they can reveal to their partner. And then they end up acting out that fantasy in a kind of, um, you know, a dishonest way, which is terrible for the relationship. So yeah, that makes bad. sense to me. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I'm like we answered all of the questions that I had here <laughs> literally when we were uh, talking. Okay. To be in the lifestyle to actually making content online. Um, so you remember Tumblr? Uh, yes. Okay. So whenever uh, Vincent and I first started dating, uh, Tumblr was like the big social media thing and it was not um, censored like it is now. And, um, we, we worked like an hour away from each other and throughout the day, because we're like horny perverts, you know, we'd sex each other and stuff like that. And he would always kind of like make dares for me. Um, and so our social media platform that we were on allowed that, which was Tumblr. Um, and he, we had kind of gotten a following because he would like post the dare for the day of me or for me. Um, you know, like I want you to, um, try and drag your boss into the stairwell and like flirt with him. Even though it was on video, it was the thought of just me, like just being naughty and like doing something sexual that day. Um, or it was masturbate on the way home and try and get like a truck driver to like see you, mm-hmm. you know, which is super dangerous, by the way. Don't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Tumblr following just grew and grew and grew. And um, it kind of like we just got this huge following of fans and they were starting to create dares for me every day and uh, different names that at that time it wasn't porn names, but it was our handles, you know, mm-hmm. and um they they would just create all of these like fantasies for and dares for me to do throughout the day. I'd, I'd be doing like five or six a day, you know, I'm trying to do all my work. Um, but it was like, uh, you know, take a toy because I had a cubicle, take a toy to your cubicle and, uh, you know, take a picture of you with the toy in your, you know, up, up your dress, you know, and, and then we put it on Tumblr and this, we just got this huge following. And then my husband was like, you know, we can make money off of this. I've been modeling since I was 15 mm-hmm. and whenever 
whenever I uh, got with him seven years ago, um, he was like, let's do some, you know, erotic modeling, some like nude modeling. And I'm totally okay with that because I'm very sexually free and fine with my body. Um, and so the, like the transition into what I was and then, you know, the, the Tumblr dares and the erotic modeling and stuff like that. Um, he said, you know, you should get on, um, like my free cams and start doing some webcamming. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What is it? And so he showed me a couple of girls doing their, their webcamming at home, very safe, uh, you know, making tons of money and just sitting there talking to guys and girls and having fun with their body, you know, or, or just being there for someone, you know, mm-hmm. just talking to them, making them feel like you have a friend, you know, and I made a killing. <laughs> and so that was kind of the, the first step into uh, get, you know, monetizing what we like to do. Right. And so. then when did you switch over to OnlyFans and how did you get it was yourself? About six years or yeah, I think it was about six years ago. So um, I don't know when OnlyFans started, um, but it was kind of in the beginning, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um it took a while to get where I am. Mm-hmm. It took years. Um, so, but yeah, it was, you know, about six years ago, but it was, uh, I did my free cams and then started like mini vids and then only fans. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned when we were talking earlier about like this really wild scene that you did that kind of like launched your career. Can right. you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So it was my very first time on my free cams and I didn't really like understand like the rules. I just saw like what a couple of girls, have, you know, I watched them do their own um, streaming, you know, uh, camming session. And, um, it, I love the dare thing. I'm, I'm kind of competitive. Yeah. I, I get that. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I love the riskiness of a situation that that's what turns me on. And, um, uh, I was on, I was camming one night. It was the first night that I was doing it. And, um, I had a bunch of, uh, I don't want to call it customers, but, um, Fans, I don't know what to really call them, but a lot of people asking, hey, you should um, order a pizza and answer the door topless. And I'm like, topless? Why not do it nude? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, one step you, further. Yeah. Was, <laughs> so I don't know if you know what a yellow, a yellow wall is on my free cams. It's where mm-hmm. um, a yellow walls, you, you tell your uh, fan base, you're like, okay, if I do this dare, I want to see, you know, a yellow wall from each and every one of you. And that means whenever they send you tokens, um, it, it creates like this yellow, like highlighted, um, like this whole wall. And as long as it keeps going, you just like keep on going with the dare. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they just kept this, this wall going. So I called the pizza place, ordered a pizza, uh, got it nude, de- you know, delivered to the house, answered the door nude. And, um, I actually invited the guy in while I, I was like, here, come on in, let me go set this down so I can sign it. You know, I, I didn't have like a pot, you know, anything so on me. And he was, he was surprised, but he, he was cool. <laughs> he was the average Joe looking guy. Yeah. And, um, he, you know, kind of followed me into the house. I set the pizza down, you know, I, it was, you know, writing on this before like DoorDash and right, you know, all right. that stuff. Um, so went to go sign the thing. I was like, actually come in, come in my living room. And it was just like around a little wall. And, uh, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here on my, my cam show. Um, I was wondering if you might want to like, you know, finger me or eat my pussy, like right before you go. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) 
So uh, we made like a, a little film. So little did I know, you're not supposed to have anyone on camera that's not signed up for right. my yeah, free yeah. cams. Of course. And, um, but the whole time my my yellow wall is going ding, 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 ding. It's like, it sounded like a casino. Yeah. Because these people were like, oh my God, we've never seen this before. Yeah. This, this isn't a setup. We just heard her like call. Yeah. she's It's her f- very first night, you know? Yeah. And, and on my free cams, if it's, if you're a new model, they like feature you like at right. the top of the, right. um, of their page. And so, I mean, it was just going bananas, bananas. And to me that like, it's like cheerleaders in the background, do more, do more, do more, <laughs> you know? So it just, it just like, um, pushed me into like, you know, going further, going further. So I like got a condom out, put, he had a little tiny penis. I put the, I only had a Magnum. I'm like, I put it on and it kept like slipping off. And I like bent over the back of the chair and oh, he was no. like trying to fuck me. It just kept, you know, trying like coming off. And I was like, it's okay. And I think I, I don't even remember how the scene goes, but it just kept getting wilder by the second. <laughs> and, uh, I think he came, either in the condom or in my mouth or something like that. It was so long ago. It was like six years ago. Um, but it was like the wildest thing ever. So my free cams like waited until they got like all their money, you know? Yeah. And that, it was like the end of the night. Cause I think it was like an hour after the pizza guy left that I like shut it down. I was like, okay guys, you know, that was so much fun. Thank you so much. You know, see y'all tomorrow or whenever the next time I was going to be on. And my free cams like waited. And then the next day they're like, Hey, um, you know, I know you're a new model, but by the way, you're not supposed to have any, like, uh, any, um, strangers or, or people that are not signed up to be on only or, uh, my free cams. Yeah. They can't be on the film with you. Like they yeah. have to, actually, they have to go through the right. age verification and, like, oh, and the model no, release. I didn't know. And, and I didn't, stuff. you know, yeah. but they were like, but you're fine. You know, just don't do it again. I was like, Okay. Because I mean, you could like, that's, they could kick you off and you oh, can never 100%. get back on there. I think nowadays that might happen yeah, with definitely. everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah. This was six years ago. Yeah. So yeah. dude, that guy went <laughs> home and told his friends the story and I can guarantee you not a listen single one this. of them believed him. Listen to this. So two years goes by We're we're still in the same city, right? but different neighborhood. We had moved. Right. Two years goes by and we're in a, a different house, just a different neighborhood. And I, we ordered a pizza and I opened the door. Oh, fuck off. No, no way. Yes, no seriously, way. seriously. And so it wasn't on my free cams, but my husband loves to do this kind of stuff. And he, he set up like a little camera and he was like, do, do a little topless dare for me for him. And it was only for yeah. him. Yeah. We didn't have like a, we weren't going to put it, post it anywhere. I wasn't uh, filming like for anything. Right. It was just for him. And he was home and everything. He was just in the room. And he was like, just do another pizza dare thing, just topless. I'm like, all right. So he set it up like by the stairs, like on the, uh, what do you call it? Like the loft part of the stairs. And I go down and, you know, I open the door. It's the same fucking dude. (laughs) I didn't recognize him though. And he goes, oh my God. And my name was a different name at that time. Uh, It was Tiana Triple X Live. And and I have a lot of fans who have still followed me to this day. So I can say that. But um, he goes, Tiana? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm the pizza dude. I'm the pizza dude from like two years ago. I was like, oh my God, no way. And we gave each other a hug. I had like just threw the pizza on the floor, gave each other a hug. And I was like, well, since you're here, I was like, you want to finger bang me on the stairs? He was like, fuck yeah. 
Yes. No lie. I didn't recognize them. I felt so bad. But wow. yeah, so that's the wild. And it just wow. blew up after that. Well, the first one, it, it blew yeah, everything yeah. up. And because we weren't even going to post that, we ended up posting it because yeah. it was just going to be a topless dare for my husband, yeah. you know? And then that happened. And, I, you know, I asked him, I was like, do you mind if I post it? He was like, no, no, no. I'm a fucking celebrity. <laughs> yeah. That is Isn't that the craziest crazy. story. Yeah. Craziest story. That's one of the craziest stories yes. I've ever heard. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of crazy stories. Yeah. So oh, it was so shit. wild. Wow. I know. I, I, I like just the smile on my face talking about it. Like I'm just like the luckiest girl in the world for that to happen. <laughs> I mean, I love that you think that, but I feel like this guy is Oh like, no, he's, he's lucky too. <laughs> yeah. I feel, that's never going to happen yeah. to him ever. Like his life is just going to go down. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm like, that's his peak. Wow. I love that. It was really cool. That's so cool. Oh my God. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break because I need to like have a second after that story. (laughs) But hang tight. We'll be right back. Listen, I have said so many times on this podcast how I really feel for the male performers because getting your penis to stay hard on command all day, up and down in uncomfortable situations is a feat that most people just cannot achieve. And I understand how, let's say, temperamental the male appendage can be. This is why, guys, if you're having a problem with erectile dysfunction, you should not feel ashamed about it whatsoever. However, there is something that you can do about it. But are you the kind of guy who just doesn't want to go to the doctor? You don't want to sit face to face with some stranger and tell him about your embarrassing problems with intimacy? This is why RexMD is here to save your ass. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra so easy. Everything's online, even the prescription, and they deliver to your door. No office visits, no talking to a receptionist. It's super simple. Also, did you know that Viagra can cost like $90 a pill? That's insane. RexMD has generic Viagra for just $2 a pill. All you have to do is fill out a quick medical questionnaire on their website and an actual real US-based doctor review your situation and prescribe you your generic Viagra if necessary. It's fast, simple, and cheap, and you can access your RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. And sample packs of generic Viagra are now available from my listeners. Just go to rexmd.com slash holly to get started. That's rexmd.com slash holly to get your sample pack of generic Viagra. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Everlywell. Like most people, I know that the kinds of foods I eat make a difference in how I feel and how reactivity to certain foods is different for everyone. I've looked into detox diets, you know, where you eliminate all different kinds of food and then slowly add stuff back in to see how your body reacts. Way too time consuming and honestly, that takes too much diet discipline for me. That's why I jumped at the chance to take Everly Wells at-home tests for food sensitivity. They make it so easy. You get a box in the mail with all the tools that you need to take the at-home blood test, plus easy to follow instructions. Within minutes, I had completed the test and had it boxed up and labeled, ready to be dropped off in the mail. I'm telling you, it couldn't possibly have been simpler. And when I got the results back, I could not believe how many of the foods I eat every day were foods that I am highly sensitive to. I can't wait to adjust my diet and see how I feel, armed with the knowledge of what works for my body. And here's the thing, Everlywell has over 30 at-home lab tests, so the food sensitivity test that I took is just one option. You can also test your metabolism, testosterone levels, sexual health, and yes, even for COVID. 
And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test. All you have to do is go to everlywell.com slash holly. Um, all right, guys, we are back, uh, though I don't know what else to talk about after that story. It was so nuts. So, okay, let's talk about professional mainstream scenes. I know you've done a couple. You're actually out here because uh, you were shooting a scene for Browsers, which you did yesterday. Yes. So maybe tell us about your first like mainstream studio uh, scene. What was it like? Was it totally different than what you expected? And um, maybe what fans can look forward to? So I've done, um, I think this is my fifth browser scene uh, that I did yesterday. My very first one, I think was four years ago. Could have been five years ago. I'm really bad with uh, what years, especially after COVID. Yes. I'm like, I call it uh, BC before COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the, the first one, I, of course, I was a nervous wreck. Um, I had never acted before. Everything that I do is amateur, organic, genuine, original. You know, mm-hmm. it's all kind of spontaneous. If it is planned, it's, you know, hey, you want to meet up? And, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no acting, acting. So I'd never read a script before. Um, I've done modeling, so I was okay with, you know, uh, dressing up. Yeah, dressing up. Being, uh, you know, made up, you know, with makeup and all that stuff, but reading an actual script, rememorizing, rememorizing, memorizing lines, and um, just like kind of knowing how it works, I had no idea. There's a lot of, you know, hurry up and wait. Okay, cut, do this again. You know, you know, just, it's a very, I don't want to say a chaotic situation, but it is for the person who's never done it before. It's definitely not organic. Right. It's definitely not organic, but... And what I love about Brazzers is I don't want to liken it to like SNL, but it's a little cheesy, you yeah. know, the scripts are like kind of goofy and funny and fun. So I, I totally vibed with that. It was, it was really good because I'm not like a super serious person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole staff was super uh, patient and very nice to me. They knew it was my first time. And, uh, it took me a couple of stumbles about probably about, you know, an hour an hour's worth of me trying to figure out, like, I would have to like, look at the script, set it down. We do like one take, you know, like that one line mm-hmm. set it, you know, do a couple of them and they would get like the best, the best one. And they would choose that one. So after about like the first hour, then I started kind of getting the hang of it. And, uh, when, whenever you're in like a shoot house, you know, you're not, everything is going to be in order because right. it depends on what room you're in and what, uh, scene you have to do while you're in that room, the, uh, outfit that you're wearing while you're in it, do this, do that. Um, so it was, it was a little chaotic for me because I had never done it before, but at the end of the day, and it's like a nine to 10 hour day sometime. Well, my first one was, it was a very long day. Uh, the one that I did yesterday, I think it was like seven or eight hours. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but it's at at the end of it, you're mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but it was so much fun and I got to work with great people who I've worked with every single time that I've done a browser scene since. And everyone is so nice and welcoming and they're very, you know, patient and respectful. So, and they do everything by the book and it's just a very comfortable place to work in. Yeah. Um, which do you think is your favorite browser scene that you've done so far? Yeah, wow. It's got to be with Brandy Love. <laughs> when was that? Uh, I think that was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, scene? it was me and Brandy and Kieran. And Brandy and I were lesbian lovers. I think we were actually wives, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was her birthday. And I got a, a, a 
present for her, which was Kieran. It was, you know, a real dick. Um, <laughs> Kieran, a real dick. <laughs> Sorry, Kieran, didn't mean that. <laughs> That's all right. Kieran, of all people, can take a joke. Yes, he can. Um, and so I think that was, uh, yeah, it was just the whole i don't i don't know why i would get my lesbian lover a dick for her birthday but you know that's how browser scenes work <laughs> they don't so, always have to make sense no they don't have to make sense but um you know she's always been kind of an idol of mine and i got to work with her and uh she's kind of i don't want to say she has like that mommy part of her mm-hmm. but she does because she was very she made me feel comfortable and welcoming where um, you know, I wasn't like fangirling. I was more nervous than anything. Mm-hmm. Fangirling, I, I feel like is like the giggly, like, I don't, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah. like kind of excited. I was like, I'm just going to like stay quiet and just like follow her lead. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I was a little, um, shy, I guess, mm-hmm. but she opened up very quickly. And, um, you know, we still talk to this day every once in a while, you know, not too much, but, um, she just made me feel very comfortable and was very, uh, welcoming and, and genuine. She's a very genuine person. So mm-hmm. what, what you see on, on film is that's her. Yeah. Yeah. I find that honestly, like, I find that is true of a lot of porn stars. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just like, they're very like, normal, even though they're reading like, a script, we're yeah. still human. We're still yeah. the same person pretty much. I mean, yeah. there are actors who totally change their act yeah. um, and change their personality, but I, not, not her. She's, she's genuine. She's, yeah. yeah she's an OG too. Like she's yeah. the original MILF, you know? Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> um, so speaking of wives, you just wrapped up a hot wife tour in Vegas. Um, can you tell us exactly like what happens on those tours? What yeah. So this is actually our first one. Um, I did not create this. I had uh, a couple, um, crap. I should have wrote, wrote down their names. Oh my goodness. Um, we'll go back and, and put those down, but a couple, uh, got, uh, in touch with me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of their, uh, hot wife tour. They wanted to start this tour where we travel to different cities and it's not just like one or two of them. There's like six or seven, uh, that we got like all the hot wives, you know, from different cities and States. And, uh, our first visit was to Vegas, and this was just um, last uh, Thursday to Sunday. And um, we went to Vegas, and we did a, a masquerade orgy night. And then uh, the next night was a cocktail orgy night, and then sluts on the strip. And uh, the the orgies, we got all kinds of uh, male talent. I think we had like 16 the first night, male talent come in. Everyone's tested, you know, verified, like they have all their paperwork and all of that. Uh, and we just, we had this huge suite and we all just went to town. And it's not a gangbang because there's multiple women. Mm-hmm. So it's more of an orgy. Right. Um, you know, everybody just all of a sudden just starts going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about, I think the first one was like an hour and 45 minutes. The second one, the second night, the cocktail night was like two hours. And I think there were 17 dudes the next night. Um, and then Sluts on the Strip was all of us hot wives. Uh, we went out and like met fans out on the strip. Um, a couple, let's see, the, the, a couple of the husbands were there. My husband didn't go. Um, he was, you know, doing family stuff at home. And, um, just like meeting our fans and hopping around to different bars. We would tweet, you know, we're going to be here, you know, meet us there. We're going to be here and meet us there. Uh, we, I think there were about eight or nine fans that ended up showing up. Uh, our next one is going to be in Tampa in July, like uh, later July. And then September, we're going to Dallas. And then um, I think November, we're doing L.A. 
Oh, cool. So, yeah. And we're, we're growing, we're going to like a couple of the hot wives that were here in Ve- or there in Vegas. Um, they, there, I think there's three that aren't going to be able to make it. So we're going to invite some other ones and, and more, you know, probably 10 instead of like six or seven. And then, um, probably the same amount of, of guys because it was a, it was kind of a perfect ratio. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you can only last for so long, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the girls, the yeah. guys can, can, can go, but everybody starts getting a little, you know, wound down and tired after about two hours. Yeah. So, um, but we're going to invite new, new guy talents. Some are going to be invited back. The ones who are like a for sure thing, they can yeah. stay hard. They can, you know, come whenever they need to come. Yeah. Uh, they have the stamina, they're cute, they're respectful. Um, and you don't have to be a big name. You don't have to be, uh, an actual, you know, you can just be starting out in the business. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like a stranger off the street, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, because, you know, everybody's safety is, is number one mm-hmm. priority. So, um, yeah, so we're just, we're g- going to build from there and it's called a tour. So we're just going to keep on going every couple of months. That's really cool. Yeah. So the night, the sluts on the strip mm-hmm. night, when you go and meet fans, just so like, like the fans are just going out to meet you guys and like hang out. Right. Like right. they're not getting any like sexual. So, um, me and Riley Ann, uh, we took home one guy because he had his, uh, STI paperwork, uh, TTS paperwork. Okay. Uh, and so he was a fan, he was but a fan. he went to TTS. He was cool. He Which, by the way, is a industry-specific testing facility. So if he went to TTS, that means that like he, he, he had was some clear. insight had, into the industry. Yeah, right. He has say. some insight. Um, he actually had an OnlyFans or has an OnlyFans tag. He just has never put anything on there. Okay. So he he had done his research. Like right. he knows what to what to do. Right. Um, and he was cool. He was calm. He wasn't you know aggressive or mm-hmm. um, pushing for anything. Uh, he just he fit the bill. Right. And uh, me and Riley took him home to the hotel. Uh, had a lot of fun with him. We made a film. Uh, it, it'll be up on our OnlyFans all three of ours. So um, it's not that anyone is. Include or it's not that everyone is included. If you're a fan, you literally have to do all of the right things. Mm-hmm. And from like from this podcast, they will now know what to do. Yeah, they have to be respectful, number one, and yeah, they cannot be pushy. Yeah, and they have to just remain calm and cool, you know. And you know, don't smell, please. Like, please take a shower before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, have your TTS testing, have your COVID testing. Um, you know, don't ask. Let, let them ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if, you know, any of the other girls did, but uh, me and Riley did. So, okay. and I've done uh, fan fucks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, everything has to align correctly for that to happen. I just can't right. be a random stranger that's like, oh, I haven't had sex in a year and I'm clean. You know, I'm like, yeah. how do we know? You it's know? Also, I mean, it's almost like, you know, any guy that would just like go to the bar to try to like pick up a girl, like you're not guaranteed to go home right. with them, right? right? Like you have to be you have cool. to be asked. You have to be asked. Yeah. They have to be interested. Just Girls be- rule the world, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then just in this case, you have to come with proof of like a clean test right. and stuff like that, which, yep. which God, wouldn't that be nice if like guys that you randomly met at bars, like happened to have just, that on them, right? I'm totally for it. Like, you know, everybody just start getting tested, like, you know, every yeah. two weeks, like, you know, and don't, don't have unprotected sex after you've already been tested. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. that's just simple, like yeah. knowledge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. 
Holly, thank you so much for coming on. This was super interesting. You're very cool. Um, That pizza story. (laughs) I can't wait to go home and tell my husband that story. He's going to be like, what? It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was super, super fun. Um, Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Go ahead and plug all your links. So um, Twitter, I post so much stuff on Twitter. Uh, It's at Holly Hotwife. There are no numbers, X's, anything like that. It's only Holly Hotwife. Um, My OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Holly Hotwife. I do not have Instagram. There are many, many, many imposters out there. I do not have Instagram. I've been kicked off so many times because I have so many people try to pretend to be me. I, I'm just, I'm done with even You're trying done. anymore. Yeah. I've had 16 Instagrams, so it is not me. Um, where else? Uh, there's many vids. It's at Holly Hotwife. Yeah. Pornhub at Holly Hotwife. Everything is at Holly Hotwife. And I mean, you can see my face. Like if it's not my face and it doesn't say at Holly Hotwife, then it's not me. <laughs> yeah. You probably so. get a lot of guys uh, saying, hey, I sent you $5,000 because- I've never had that done. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I've heard of stories like that. Really? No. no one's tried to- Nobody sends me money unless it's in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. And then you guys can, of course, find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm still on TikTok. I'm like barely holding on by a thread. They haven't kicked me off yet. So Holly Randall and filtered. Hopefully it'll still be there by the time this podcast comes out. I'm always very unsure. Um, and then, of course, if you want to watch these interviews live streamed and support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash Holly Randall and filtered. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU, and you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports, and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay. It doesn't have to be glowing, but you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not-safe-for-work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Holly Randall Unfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can.